What's up, everybody? We are here at the WrestleMania Superstore at the LA Convention Center for WrestleMania Week. And of course, we're here with the United States Champion, Austin Theory. Give it up for Austin Theory, everyone. There's my respect. There it is, yes. Stand up, perfect. So this is a huge weekend for you. This is, this is a big weekend. It's also a huge weekend for John Cena, though. Yes, also a huge weekend for John Cena. But I mean, for you, how are you just feeling right now, knowing that, you know, not only are you heading into the biggest match of your career, but it's also a match that you've been wanting to have since you were a kid. Yeah, I mean, life is pretty crazy right now. Being uh, 25 years old, going into the biggest WrestleMania of all time, and, you know, facing the GOAT, John Cena, and uh, getting to put his ass A-Town down. It's gonna be great. Yeah. Are you guys excited for Cena versus Theory? Yeah. We're kicking that thing off. Who, who wants to see Theory win? Yeah. Who wants to see John Cena win? Yeah. God, that's all the old people, isn't it? <laughs> so are you excited right now or nervous? I am so excited, and the reason I'm not nervous is because I do this every weekend. This is just another Saturday for me. It is. I do this Saturday, Sunday, sometimes Fridays, but Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday, that's what, this is all I do, man. So for me, it's, it's just doing my thing. It's my time. And people that don't realize that, it's okay. Because after WrestleMania, after tomorrow, after the kickoff, the whole world's gonna know what time it is. Yeah, but okay, I know you do this all the time. I know this is your weekly job, but you're not always wrestling someone on the level of John Cena. So, like, is there excitement there? Is there nerve? Like, what feelings do you have? I, I think, honestly, it's, to me, this is all like a, it's a crazy movie, you know? And uh, even right now, we're inside WrestleMania Access. I remember, uh, what was the year of that? WrestleMania, WrestleMania 21. Yeah, uh, 21? No, 27. 27, excuse me, yeah. Yeah, WrestleMania 27 in Atlanta. I was around 11 or 12, and I remember uh, they did like the superstar entrances, and uh, I did the John Cena entrance, and then I remember like seeing him at the meet and greet, and the line was so long, but I remember like walking to the side, and I just stared at him sitting there signing stuff, and I was like, wow, that's, that's John Cena. And so, you know, fast forward to now, you know, kicking off WrestleMania 39, it's, it's just mind-blowing. But at the same time, like that kid that was looking at John Cena knew like he would be in the WWE. And sure, did I know like I would face John Cena? Absolutely not, you know, because he's old. So, but uh, yeah, man, it's, it, it's insane. It's, it's like a movie to me. And then especially, you know, being here in Los Angeles and every time I hear that weekend song, uh, Less Than Zero, like it just, it's insane. I'm like, this is it. This is like that rock and Cena moment where you would hear the Invincible Machine Gun Kelly song and you'd feel it and just be ready to see that match. And it's like, I'm that guy now. And it's, it's I'm just living my dream, man. Well, you talk about the Superstore access when you were younger and it's like, there's definitely kids here that are seeing you and from afar over there or maybe up here and they're seeing you and that's how they feel about you. Like, I'm gonna wrestle that guy one day and now you're in that place. It's gotta be a trip. Yeah, I mean, but who cares about those kids, you know? Not worried about them, you know? I don't do this for them. But uh, yeah, it's, that, that's awesome, you know? And, and to know, like, I'm in that position now. And, uh, you know, a lot of people say I don't have the best attitude, but, you know, they'll come along and, you know, they'll jump on the bandwagon uh, eventually, some of these people, you know? John Cena! It always takes people a while to come around on a confident person. That's it. And, and then I think, you know, another thing too is being so young, 
Like, why do you have to be older to be considered a legend or great at something? You know what I mean? Like, why does it have to take so long? So I want to change that standard at 25. I've been working at this since I was 12 years old. You know, I, I was like, I want to be a WWE superstar. What can I do right now to get ready for that? In the gym every day at 12, you know, 13, 14, 15, just growing up. And then just always looking for different avenues on like, how can I get noticed by WWE? And it was pretty crazy. At one point, I was like, when I'm 18, I know you can go to wrestling school when you're 18. So I'll move to Orlando and I'll just live out of my car and I'll figure it out. And I didn't have to do that, but just, you know, finding the independent circuit and growing on there and realizing that's a good way to get noticed. And I had my opportunity at a tryout. And I actually, I posted something on Twitter. What was pretty crazy is when I flew out yesterday, I remember landing in Orlando for the WWE tryout I had back in, uh, I believe, 2018. And it's so crazy to know, like, now I'm taking off to Los Angeles to face John Cena. And it's like, just full circle, a crazy moment. Well, yeah, I was gonna bring up that post because I, I loved yeah, that post. It. I thought that it was a really cool thing that you were able to kind of sit in that moment and realize like how how much how far you've come yeah. since that time. You said uh, you said I remember getting on a flight in 2018 to go to Orlando for my WWE tryout. I told myself when I return home, I better know I gave everything I had, and now I'm leaving Orlando, heading into the biggest match of my career. I do you wish you could go back and tell that kid everything was gonna work out and that he did crush that in, that he did crush the tryout. So this is the crazy thing, and this is where, like, I, I just always, like, for some reason, and it's so, it's not even weird, it's just, it's, it's just insane to me. Like, at eight years old, I seen WWE for the first time, and I was like, that's what I'm gonna do. And I remember each year, like, people, you know, like, knowing about it, and they're like, you wanna be in WWE? Like, that's crazy, it's on TV. Like, you know, who are you? You're just this kid in McDonough, Georgia. Like, there's no town. Like, dude, what are you, what are you talking about? And just believing in myself and it's like I always say this like I knew I would be here but I just didn't know the detail of how things would happen you know working with Mr. McMahon working with Stone Cold Steve Austin getting thrown off the top of the Elimination Chamber by Brock Lesnar see I'm glad I didn't you know know that as a kid but like just stuff I would have like cheered for him a lot less yeah but just all of it you know but it's like I just I've always had this feeling and that's like something real about me with like saying the inevitable right like you know, sounds like Thanos, you know, taking over the world, but it's like, it was inevitable that it was gonna happen because I knew it was gonna happen. And even if I was the only person that believed it, it didn't matter because now everybody has to believe it. All the people that didn't believe, it doesn't matter because tomorrow I'm kicking off WrestleMania 39 and you have to believe because it's right there. Yeah, give it up right for there. that. Give it up for that. Is there anyone who did believe though early on? Who are the people that did believe in you early on? Um, I know my mom was always like a believer. Like, uh, but I, you know, it's funny, I'll bring up this story. I remember uh, like starting wrestling school and uh, it was in Atlanta and it was uh, like just in a bad area. And it, the school was actually in the back of a strip club, but it was, you know, it was just, everything was sketchy about it, you know? But uh, I remember meeting A.R. Fox and he told me he was like, man, like you've got it all, but if you can just keep your head on right and show up more days, you've got it. And uh, I remember my mom coming to my first show and she, she was like, where is it? And I was like, yeah, it's, it's the club. You gotta, you gotta go to the back. Like it's all the way in the back. And she's like, okay. And then I remember her watching my first match. I was so excited at the end and like I was pumped up. I was like, what'd you think? What'd you think? She was like, you gotta get a job. <laughs> and uh, I just remember like, 
I was doing uh, extra work for movies, like in Atlanta, like just being in the background, you know, I don't belong in the background, but whatever. Uh, but yeah, just doing that to try to, you know, make money and then eventually A.R. Fox, somebody that, you know, believes in me a lot. Um, and if you don't know who that is, definitely check him out. But uh, he told me, he said, like, literally, if you want to do this, you can not have to work anywhere. You can literally make a living, but you're gonna struggle for a little bit, but you'll learn how to hustle and you know sell the, the photos, sell the t-shirts at the shows and, and learn how to make money that way. And I remember like, it was the craziest feeling like having a suitcase full of like t-shirts of myself and pictures of myself and even just sacrificing, you know, like outfits of clothes I would wear just to have more room for merch to make money, to make this thing work out and, and to come home with like an empty suitcase and like, just be like, wow, like I did that. And, and sure, like compared to the money now, it's like way different, but that amount, like it wasn't about that. And it's still not about that. Like, it's just knowing like this crazy dream that this eight year old kid had that everybody thought was so impossible. Like I'm, I'm doing it every single day. Hell yeah, definitely yeah. awesome. And I think that it's really cool that you say all that because I want to say it was at last WrestleMania when I was in the crowd and I saw AR Fox come down to watch your match. I uh, I definitely had to make sure like he had a ticket because I remember uh, like after uh, we did a training session um, like early in the beginning I uh, I was dropping him off at his house and I remember him like he was like hey man I got to tell you something he was like and I only have ever said this to one person and it was Apollo Cruz because Apollo Cruz. Uh, I think he was working at the airport or something like that and Fox said dude you don't realize but you got it and he was like wow like all right and then Apollo made it and he told me he said dude I don't say this to everybody he's like but I felt this way like with Apollo he was like I feel this way about you and it might sound crazy but you got it like you can be there and like knowing like I believed in myself but to see somebody else that you know had so much experience somebody that was on the indie since they were 18 tell me that and like know like oh wow like this grown man can you know swallow his pride and, and admit something like it was just crazy just to, you know, hear that and know that. And it was, that was just another fire, you know, under me to make me just want to get it even more. And that WrestleMania moment, like I knew, I was like, man, and it was funny. I remember I, I went up and I had the stupid phone and I'm doing the photos and uh, I, I get down and I remember like I looked at him and he had my shirt on and I was like, that, that's it. That's what it's all about. The stunner, of course, the stunner was awesome, but that, that moment meant a lot to me. Yeah, that's, that's very, very cool. And I think that as much confidence as you can have in yourself, I, I've always thought that it really does take like one or two people of some sort who have some sort of experience or something to be like, hey, I see it in you to really like fire up that confidence. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And I feel like everybody kind of finds those people in life, you know, like that. It, it's like when they say something to you, it just changes everything, you know, and it's kind of fitting that, uh, you know, I had that moment with John Cena, you know, I was, it's pretty speechless, you know, like, I don't believe in myself. I'm 25 and then getting compared to ruthless aggression era, like, what? Like, I've already won the US title once, been Mr. Money in the Bank, the youngest at both of those, and now I'm United States champion again, but I'm, I'm a trunk pair away from being a jabroni, all right. But I just, I love how he saved himself though about getting his ass kicked tomorrow where he said, you might win the day, but on Monday, you're gonna have to answer to the world. But to me, that's funny because it's gonna be a celebration. <laughs> it's gonna be amazing. Like, what's this guy talking about, you know? 
Yeah, I, when he said that, because it was so cool seeing you guys do your thing together, but I, I, I laughed because I thought to myself, if there's anyone who doesn't seem like they believe in themselves, I wouldn't say it's Theory who doesn't seem like he believes himself. He's 25 years old and he's accomplished a lot. Yeah, you know, uh, I guess, you know, maybe those, him wearing those heels or that skirt, maybe it's like confusing him or, you know, he's just that bald spot. I don't know. Maybe he's like it's the sun on his brain. Uh, I don't know what's going on there, but uh, yeah, he's, he's going to wake up tomorrow because John Cena is going to see Austin Theory. Was it, uh, was it surreal though to do that promo segment with him and be in the ring face to face with him? Yeah, especially like somewhere like Boston, you know, like, uh, and uh, something funny about that too. Like I loved when uh, he said, nobody believes in you, no one. And I wanted to, you know, it's John, so I'm gonna let him say what he wants to say, but right between us was one sign that said all day Austin Theory. I just wanted to be like, well, I mean, there is at least one person here, you know? <laughs> but uh, yeah, that, that whole moment and just hearing that crowd, I mean, he could have just said anything and they, they just went crazy, you know? And, and for that to be, you know, the one time we, we have him back, you know, because he's not as dedicated as I am, um, you know, that's uh, it, it's a cool moment. It really is, but uh, tomorrow's gonna be an even cooler moment. It's so funny to see you calling him out for his part-time status, considering he used to do that to other people back in the day so much. Dude, I, you know what? I don't have a problem with him being part-time because tomorrow I'm gonna give him a full-time ass whooping. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm cool with it, man. Did you get any advice from anyone beforehand on how to handle yourself in a, in a promo segment with Cena? Because he is known to go a little hard sometimes. Yeah, you know, Miz, uh, Baron Corbin, sounds like all the bad guys. They're just like, man, just be ready, man. You know, you're, you're going to get thrown out there in some deep water, but just be prepared. But, you know, I, uh, I had my cool sneakers on and my shades that he talked trash about, and I was feeling good. I was like, I came out here with one thing in mind, and I got it. So, you know, telling me people don't believe in me? All right, John, I'm going to make you believe. I'm going to make them all stop believing in you. When you guys had that quick little interaction where he ignored you and walked away, uh, I think it was last year, is that when you first kind of, in your mind, thought that wrestling him this weekend might be a possibility? So, you know, like, we all hear things going around, you know what I mean? This is a funny part, too, like, the whole thing with my name, you know, Austin Theory. I found out I was just Theory one day. And I'm like, oh, okay, and people already knew before me. And then... The next day, you're Austin Theory again. I'm like, oh, wow, that's cool. It's like, how do you feel about it? And I'm like, dude, I don't know what's going on. It's just a big theory, you know? But, um, like, you know, stuff like that, just not knowing. But, um, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Speaking on the name change, did it not matter to you? Because, you know, you are confident in yourself. And you're like, well, I'm going to get it. I'm going to be over either way. Or were you kind of like, I miss having that first name. So my thing was this, right, is like when I was a kid in the backyard, uh, I remember my friend had like a PSP and I was playing Tekken. Uh, I think the guy's name is Brandon Fury. And uh, I thought that, that character was so cool, but I was like, oh, that's a cool name, Brandon Fury. So I started rhyming it and I was like, oh, Theory. So I was like, there we go. And I was like, well, uh, my name's Austin, Austin Theory. So then I'm wrestling in the backyard with that name. But when it got taken away, I was like, okay, like, you know, as long as I have theory, because that was something that was like different to me. Like, you know, there's different people named Austin, you know, so theory is just who do you really know that's named theory? Me. So I was like, yeah, that'd be cool. But um, one thing I didn't like about it was I felt 
if you took away Austin, when, you know, people are discovering me or trying to figure out, like, you know, who I am, which the whole world should know, but it's one of those things, like, if you just type in theory, it's like you're going to have to put WWE behind it or add something, because theory, there's going to be so many things. A million so, conspiracy theories and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, so that was one of those things, but when I got the name back, I was super proud, man. I was like, there we go, you know, and it's the name... I came up with, you know, as a kid, wrestling stuffed animals on the trampoline or my friends and, you know, doing front flips off the trampoline through sandboxes. It sounds crazy, but that was Austin Theory. So I got it back. Yeah, it's so cool that, you know, you're talking about, you know, backyard wrestling and, you know, your indie career. And to think that, you know, you go, you're going from hustling on the indies where you're wrestling, what, like 10 shows on the weekend to now just wrestling in one of the big matches of the weekend. Like, that's... That just shows that, you know, you really did have the talent all this time. Yeah. I mean, who are you telling, you know? <laughs> I've been telling the whole world, man. They're just now figuring it out. I don't get it. You So you did a lot of backyard wrestling when you were a kid? But not like, uh, like this is my career. Not like that, you know? And not no, like, crazy weapons and stuff. Just, you know, like, between... I think when I, because I started working out at 12 and I started like, you know, getting heavier around like 14 or 15. So I kind of stopped then, but I would try to like do flips and stuff still. But like when I was in the backyard, I was definitely like, you know, around like 8 to 12, I would say. So I didn't have like the, the real backyard wrestling career, you know? Yeah, I'm not advocating for backyard wrestling, but I mean, it was so much more popular when we were kids. It was pretty wild, you know? I even remember too, like, seeing people that you know they said it was their like their career and they'd be in the front yard like with wooden posts uh cemented into the ground and like these crazy like uh you know water hose ropes and just it's crazy and they're like i'm the undertaker there was like that documentary that aired there was a guy i think his name was like the lizard or like the liz or something like that and he, he was like a full-blown adult just like making that his career i'm trying to remember there used to be this video on youtube and it it might have had mcfoley in it and it was like something about these guys like it talked about them like being professional backyard wrestlers and then they got like a tryout or something with wwe I, that might be the same I'm one talking. i'm talking about yeah 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 i don't know if you guys have seen it but uh yeah, it's, it's interesting. Imagine a backyard wrestler now getting offered a try. That probably wouldn't happen. Brutal. We talked, you know, you said a minute ago that when you got your first name back, that it was also a surprise to you. So it wasn't something that you had a conversation with Triple H about at all when he took over as that a creative? Well, so I remember, uh, I remember I showed up, and this is when it first got taken away. Uh, a writer came to me. There was a, a paper, and I read the promo, and I was like, wait hold on like it says uh i'm just theory now i'm like wait who who agreed to this so they're like oh just vince decided i was like all right so i wanted to find out so i remember going to vince's office and uh i never went to vince's office but i went to his office to ask well i guess i i'm lying then because you guys have seen me in there but uh, <laughs> i was just thinking nah, that. just like but you know off, off real TV, office off tv uh, i'm good I, i'm good on that but uh, I went in there and uh, I remember asking and I guess his reasoning was, you know, we just did the stuff at Mania with Stone Cold. And I think like his mind was thinking like, there's so many people like when they hear Austin, they're gonna think of Stone Cold in WWE. So, and he felt that Theory was a strong enough like name and different name that it could, you know, stand out. So I understood that, but at the same time, like I was like, okay, at least I got to keep Theory. So I was cool with it. but. Uh, Eventually, when Triple H came back, just got my name back, and I was like, all right, I'm myself. 
There he, we go. He seemed to be very interested in reinstating people's first names when he got brought back. Yeah, yeah. So worked out for me. I think it's easier to take. I think it's easier to take someone more seriously and and have like a a more intense feud when they have a real full name. It feels like a person rather than like a brand. I don't know. What about Kane? You know? Yeah, but he started as Kane. He wasn't like he was Matthew Kane, and then they turned him into Kane. He was just Kane. You know? I feel like. <laughs> It'd be kind of funny. I don't want to pitch this. I feel like I shouldn't even say it because I don't. It's somebody's gonna be like, well, "That's a great idea." Imagine like they just keep switching my name, and I just I'm like, I don't know. I'm just a theory. I can't figure myself that's out. That's a great idea. Dude, no, no. You're the only one that stood up earlier. Just come on, man. I shouldn't have said that. Yeah. Like, I'm not pitching that. Yeah, that's now. terrible. I hope not. Well, I always. This is something funny. My bad. I always felt like. <laughs> I don't know why, but I felt like. For some reason, as a kid, this is something I envisioned. I always felt like when I met Mr. McMahon, he was gonna go, "Your name's Austin Theory. Theory. What? Why aren't you a fact? Like when you beat people, it's a fact, not a theory. What?" But that never happened. So he just said, "You'll just be Theory." Well, hopefully he's not watching this, or now he's yeah. like, oh, I should have done that. That's it. I'm not going to be the United States champion anymore. <laughs> well, no, speaking of the transition away from, you know, from Vince leaving and Triple H taking over, you know, how did you feel during that time knowing that you, know, you had a pretty good relationship with the guy who was in charge before? I know you have one with Triple H as well, but things yeah. were going very good for you at the time. Were you nervous at all that it might change your standing? Man, this is just something always that I, this is just how I've been. And even in wrestling school, it was the same way. There's people that get into groups and people might feel a certain way about you because of opportunities you're getting, but it's just the way I work, man. Like my work ethic to grab and, and keep going. Like I always want more. And that's the good thing about WWE is, you know, even look, the Elimination Chamber. I won the Elimination Chamber, but now we moved on and I was facing Edge in the main event of Monday Night Raw. But then we move on and now we're at WrestleMania. So it's like, those are two huge things, but this, we just keep going. We just go. So it's not a lot of time for celebrating, but it, in that sense, it's just like that constant movement of, of just keep going, keep going, keep going. So for me, I was always so motivated. And when it came to that, it didn't matter if it was Mr. McMahon in charge. It didn't matter if it was Triple H because I knew how hard I was going to work and it, it didn't matter. And everybody around knew it. They were like, he works. So you, you can't deny me. And if you do, I'm going to show you that you can't deny me. And that's just that was just my mindset. But a lot of people, too, I remember it's funny how the Internet talks. They're like, well, that's it for theory. He's done. But it's like a lot of people, they just don't even do the research. I got to WWE because Triple H, you know, was involved with Evolve and he seen me and there was communication there and then I had my tryout and I beat everybody in the tryout. You can even look that up because I made sure I did. And uh, yeah, that just having that and knowing like I had his support and, you know, having to earn somebody like Mr. McMahon, that was the one that blew my mind was like when I realized like, oh, wow, Mr. McMahon's working with me, like got to be doing something right. You know what I mean? So. Yeah, well, I imagine the internet felt that way because of that whole daddy isn't here anymore thing. But, like, yeah. the next day. I loved that. I thought it was great. I thought it was hilarious. I wanted to, like, have a t-shirt. Like, they you know? should have made a t-shirt saying that. Yeah, my dad left me. <laughs> he really did, guys. No, I'm just... I mean, there's a situation there, but we're not going to be sad about it, you know? Fighting John Cena this weekend, dude. We made it. Woo! 
give it up for that. Uh, you know, Triple H, though, has seemed to kind of ch change the direction of your character a little bit. You know, you were a little more kind of like goofy, selfie guy before, and now you're definitely more of like a serious wrestler who, you know, is someone who can be seen as the future of the company. Did you have talks in regards to that on how they were gonna like change the direction of your character a little bit? So, like for me, and, and it's one of those things too where like people will be like, oh man, I'm so glad like you don't do the phone thing anymore. Oh, I'm so glad like you got rid of the briefcase. But my thing is this, right? This is all a story and it's, it's all a movie and it really is and it's like, Imagine, and I, I like using this as an example, like Anakin, you know? If you didn't see him as a kid and go through all that stuff and you just seen him as Darth Vader, it's like, you know what I mean? So that's what I'm telling you guys. I'm gonna turn into Darth Vader. That's what's gonna happen. No, but maybe, I don't know. Let's see how dark this thing gets. Watch out, young leans in the audience. But um, yeah, it's just like that progression. Like, I enjoyed all of it, you know? And, and you learn stuff about yourself and different avenues of, of learning how to have that much energy out there and, and, and being kind of funny or goofy or being a smart ass, you know what I mean? But now just getting more to the point of like, all right, maybe people don't recognize it, so now I'm gonna make them recognize it. So that's that's the mentality now, and that's where the character is. But in a way, it's it's crazy, but it's like real life because it's like realizing how long I've been on the main roster, like within the past two years, it's like, dude, like, you know, doing this and doing that is cool, but it's like, I want to be a centerpiece. I want to be known, you know? I want to be on everything because I'm doing everything, you know? And it's like, I don't want to just be thrown under as somebody, you know? I'm, I'm here to make a statement. And I even remember as a kid, like, uh, just always saying, I'm the one. I'm the one, I'm the one. And, you know, we know Usos do that, but if you go back and look on the indies, I used to always do this and throw my hand up. And I would point to the camera, I'd say all day. And it was just like, because I knew like out of everybody and even at my tryout, like I knew I was that guy. I was like, it doesn't matter. Like it doesn't matter if somebody's faster, they're not gonna be better looking. Like anything, stronger, no matter what it is, taller, short, like shorter if it matters, like whatever, you know, short people matter by the way. But um, maybe you don't. <laughs> but um, yeah, like just it didn't matter. And just having that mindset, like nobody can stop me having that mindset and that's what happened. I went from number 36 on my wrist in the tryout to getting told I had to go to the back of the line every time, uh, every single time because Coach Bloom, he was like, you're gonna do everything twice as hard and they were testing me, they kept testing me and I knew it and I was like, I'm not folding, I'm not folding, I can't, like this is it, I don't know anything else, this is all I know. Well, I think that also, you know, with your character changing, I think that in the world of WWE and sports entertainment that Reinvention is so important too. I think that, and, and not only is it important, but it's it's important to do it successfully. You know, to, to to change personas so effortlessly to where it doesn't even seem like it's some new gimmick or something like that. You see it with guys like The Miz or Seth Rollins or Chris Jericho. Yeah, they and all so, suck. <laughs> and so to prove that, like you you can also change on the drop of a dime and be just as effective in your job, I think that's important. Yeah, for sure. And you know, let's just say, uh, you know, it's pretty early in my career still, so let's just to see in the next five years where we're at and what we're doing, you know? I might really be Darth Vader, guys. <laughs> uh, what did you think, so you went, you were the youngest Money in the Bank winner, but then you have, you're on the, you give it up for that. Yeah. Man, going through the airport with that thing sucked, man. 
Is that why you cashed it in for the United States title instead of the world title? Yeah, man. I was like, I'm stressed out with this thing, man. You know? And then the flight attendants are like, oh, that's such a cute little green briefcase you got. I'm like, yeah, Brock Lesnar beats the crap out of me with it. It's great. But you have no idea. Uh, how does it feel to be on the list of failed Money in the Bank cashing people, though? Hey, man, I am so happy that I'm on that list because I'm right there next to Big John. Uh, when you had the Money in the Bank briefcase, I think one of my favorite moments of you holding it, well, not to be mean, but one of the funniest moments was when uh, you tried to cash in Tyson Fury punched you in the face. <laughs> yeah, dude, what? Dude, I was like on cloud nine, you know? I was like, wow, this is it, this is it. I'm running, I'm running, I'm running. I'm cashing it in and then close your eyes. That's what happened. I was like, man, this place is dark, man. There was a lot of people here. This place was awesome. And now, what? What's that song? Like, oh, that ain't my song. I'm just on the floor, man. It was brutal, man. I got to go through the airport with this again. Yeah. Oh, man. So then, so then I'm going through it in my head. I'm like, I tried to cash in at Roman on SummerSlam. I hit him with the briefcase, but then I got F5'd. So then I just seen this again. And then uh, Tyson Fury got involved. And I'm like, man, there's like 30 people in the bloodline. I haven't even got to the bloodline. And... I'm not even getting beat up by the bloodline. I'm like, what's going on? So I'm like, dude, I've had enough of this, you know? Seth Rollins, come on. That's one of the best champions in the past decade. Give it up for that, right? Come on. Yep. That's right. He's the past, though. But um, yeah, like, I was like, there we go. Cash in on Seth Rollins. Roman Reigns is probably never going to lose these titles, you know? I really do hope the American Nightmare can do it this weekend. I really do, because, man, I'm sick of Roman Reigns, man. You guys think Cody's going to win the title this weekend? Who thinks Roman Reigns is going to keep the title? Oh, all right. All right, all right. Well, let's get into the, my final few questions here. It's a segment I call the finishing move. Uh, what's your least favorite move to be on the receiving end of? Um, you know what? You guys are all saying the F5. I think I've, uh, I've, I'm the one person that actually has figured out how to win with the F5. Like, I've just mastered it so well. Because last time I got f 5 I beat Bobby Lashley. So, right on top of him. There we go. Uh, yeah, so I'll just go with F5, man. Thanks, guys. Okay. You guys suck, by the way. <laughs> and lastly, what's the most memorable time you were on the receiving end of someone else's finishing move? <laughs> oh, the F5 of the Elimination Chamber, man. I just remember being, like, up on his shoulders after getting my head slammed into the, the wall of the top or the glass and just, I was like, oh man, this is it, living my dream, woo! <laughs> and uh, yeah, I'm still alive, you know, but that was pretty crazy. Well, we're live streaming this, so if anyone's watching this and they're maybe not sold on the match already or they don't think you're gonna win, uh, you wanna look into that camera and give them one final sell for WrestleMania in your match against Cena? Tomorrow, you might not think that I'm the guy Tomorrow, you might think that the past 20 years is what it's all about. About John Cena, about hustle, about loyalty, about respect. That's great. I want everybody to show up with their t-shirts that say never give up. But I want everybody to know tomorrow that when I walk out there on the kickoff of WrestleMania 39, I'm the guy. I'm the guy that doesn't have to wear the never give up shirt because I actually didn't give up like everybody else did. But I did listen to what John Cena said, and now I've realized that the level I'm on is way past where he was. So now, 
John Cena, I'm gonna adjust your attitude tomorrow. Tomorrow, I make the entire world believe in me and stop believing in you. Give it up for Austin Theory, everyone. Make sure you guys are checking out WrestleMania this weekend. It's gonna be an awesome show tonight, so don't miss it. All right, that's it. I'm done, officially tapping out for now. Until next time, I'm Ryan Satin. This has been Austin Theory. I'm Austin Theory, the greatest United States champion of all time. That's better than I did it. And this has been Out of Character.